And we are back with a new season. Colored commentary. Colored. I'm gonna get you to do it one day, Eddie. Yeah, I'm not gonna say. Bro, this is our sophomore season, dog. You get that? We graduated. Full honors, all of that. You know what we We're should? We're not freshmen no more. You know what we should do for the theme song? Uh. I should write like a real bluesy song, and you should just sing color commentary over it. I would love to let's do that. Let's just do that. We'll do. We that. should do that. Yeah, I'll I'll grab the guitar after this, and we'll let's round. Hey, we've thought of a theme idea right here. What a productive way to start season two. <laughs> yeah, we did stuff. And totally not uh, thirty seconds before this. What have we been up to the last four months? Because we actually, like, went with the complete TV schedule. Uh-huh. We've been, bro, I've been good, bro. After the royalties I got from the season one, yeah. I've been on a yacht. Did you know it's really touring the world, you know? You were touring really the world. Touring the world, yeah. I got really cultured, you know? Mm-hmm. I learned, you know that in Europe, the toilets flush the opposite way of ours? I don't know if that's true. Um, I learned about, like, the metric system. There's a whole different way to measure things out there, what, guys. You know what our system's called? Yeah, the Imperial. Yeah, I just learned that the other I day. hate that. That's, it's fitting, though, because it's British. Yeah. Wait, don't they use the metric system? Yeah. Then who the fuck uses Just art? does. And we call ourselves Imperial? Yeah. That's not the point. That's, Anywho. We'll save that American Imperialism for a different episode. I'm going to talk about what I've actually been up to, but I think you should start, because I've already just started with nonsense. Okay. What, Got to recenter. I, what I should start with, what I've been up to? Sure. Past few months. So, for the past few months, I've mostly just been depressed. Oh, okay. That's a good start. <laughs> you can only go up from here. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, uh, I had the, like, the massive creative burnout, mm. and then just sort of crashed and then I did that for a few months and then my chest started buzzing yeah oh um, like change the batteries yeah and then I had a heart surgery last Friday glad you're still yeah. with us yeah so but the last couple months I've made a huge focus to and we'll talk about it in a different episode but the a really committed to improving my mental health mm-hmm beyond just laying in bed and just being like, well, I'm depressed, this is it. <laughs> um, which, you know, is valid. Sometimes you need to do that for it's a while. It's fun. Sometimes um, you're not sad, just lay in bed. Yeah. You might go outside. Um, well, don't get me started on going outside. Okay. Because yeah, I, I won't get started on going outside. We'll be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think for me right now, it's kind of establishing this new normal. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's ever had a major surgery out there. But mm-hmm. you come back a little different. Like, um, it's not quite as dramatic, but this is a comic influence podcast. Like, in Constantine, when he kills himself, I'm thinking the Keanu Reeves version. Okay, that's fair. And he is drastically different, but he died. Yeah. And that's always kind of stuck with me, like, because I think, like, when your body stops, it still knows that it stopped. Oh, so like, you just like you have that, like, undercurrent of just. Yeah, so your physiology is like, whoa, we died. Like, it doesn't know the difference. Because well, that's your heart, so they have to, like, yeah. use the batteries. Where do you... Are you a robot? Uh, Closer to Android. Does your heart actually stop while they're doing that surgery? Or does it pause? Like, is this a comma or, like, a I think semicolon? you can put on a machine. But it does stop. Your machine pump starts... A machine pumps the blood for me. Mm. And then the heart uh, is offline for they, a bit outsource your life to a machine for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I think the second time oh, they've done it. Oh, don't like that. Um, I'm stressed. <laughs> I am nervous. Yeah. Um, so you get all that, but your body doesn't know. And this part, I don't know if I have any basis in science, but the spiritual side of me is like, there's no way your body's like, hey, 
you've stopped a couple times. You're coming back the same Ryan that left in there. There's a patch that comes in, <laughs> yeah. and hopefully it's a good patch that you download when you wake up. This one looks like a pretty solid patch for me. That's good. So what? What is it like? You ran out like Windows Seven. I think I was on Vista, so oh, it was like oh, hyper vigilant to everything. <laughs> <laughs> now I was just gonna check in with you, but like I know I took it too far, but like you sure you want an update? <laughs> you have a Microsoft Office Assistant, a little Clippy. Yeah, should have seen with XP Dark. But uh, Clippy, they uh, swapped out for a new clip um, and a bigger clip for me. Oh, that's good. Weirdest part is that they gave me a choice of what size of defibrillator I wanted. Why wouldn't they pick that? That's their job. So they walked up and they're like, well, this one lasts an extra year longer, but it's the same size as the one you have right now. Or you can have the smaller one that only lasts nine years. So, and they were just holding them. And I was like, are those the specific ones? Because why are you just holding them in your hands? And then they, yeah, and we have a guy from the company here. And I was like, that was a science experiment. Yeah, so, but I also found out, and this is the scariest part, that you can hack into defibrillators. That's a I did know that. Yeah, when you told me that shit, I was like, no, fuck that. I didn't know that. So, like, right now, my monitor over there is technically Wi-Fi, so I can patch into a Wi-Fi network. I don't know what it's going to do if, for me having internet access, but, you know, your heart, you can watch Pornhub with your heart. Yeah. <laughs> I found the way I'm going to kill you if I ever need to sever our bond. Okay. <laughs> so, that's on... Just... The, we make a podcast. I think, he's, I think he's okay with it. I'm letting people know because I'm going to ascend to a different level. Of hacking? Of just human like existence. Dimension? You guys don't get it. It's You'll see. Oh, okay. I don't get it. Okay. So that's where I've been. Yes, you don't have to take me out. I'll, no, just, I, I'll move I, on. I don't have to kill you. We'll All right. My body went offline for a second. I mean, I just I found Trader out. Joe's. I'm not trying to die quite oh, yet. Oh. That's a whole nother topic. We'll say that. Thank segment. you, white people. Yeah, you guys, that's... No, 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 no. Do more of this shit. You fucked up a lot. I'm not I giving know, you man. Credit. Those lemon gonna... cookies at Trader Joe's are fire. I'm close to forgiving slavery just for those. Yo. Thank those you, are right. Thank you for not making me feel awkward being the big black dude inside of Trader Joe's. Yeah, they really I feel welcomed. Yeah. I feel so welcome. Oh, Trader Joe's. I feel safe inside of Trader Joe's. It's pretty gay. It's super gay. They don't care who's in there. It's like adult Disneyland. There's just there's something called cookie butter. They have two ninety nine oh, cookie butter, Jesus. Wine Christ. that's like decent that's good that's what he, he comes home with like armfuls of like two buck chuck <laughs> um which is wonderful so happy about that hey uh, two buck chuck sponsor us <laughs> don't you don't have to yes uh, you do what have i been up to um <laughs> uh work work was cool and then it wasn't hate that place we hope it burns down every day nice. um so we went through this like major layoff i don't know if i covered that well, we in didn't. season one so um I, a few months ago I feel like this was lazy writing. It's like we could have done other episodes, yeah. but we're like, well, let's give you a recap. We'll give you a quick of, recap. We're gonna recap with each other on like recorded. A, yeah, like on Netflix, you know, when you can skip it. Yeah, this is a recap. Yeah, yeah but you can't skip it. Well, I you can. can yeah, no, ten we, minutes in, we need the place. Yeah, just play the whole thing, goddamn. Um, so there's this major layoff. I lucky that I didn't get laid off myself, but I did get moved departments, and it's just been a series of unfortunate events. Uh, pun intended. Lemony snicket. But yeah, I'm just, just getting lemony snicketed. Um, but I'm, I'm so like there was a point where I was, uh, I applied to Weld School. I've been trying to do that forever, and I was like first in class. Um, and then my manager came and like wrote me up for quality issues from when I just moved over to the area. Shocking. Yeah, yeah. me and her do not. Her name's Becky. Mm. She's a Becky. Uh, she uh, we do not play well together. Does she want to speak with my manager? She is the manager. Does she want to speak with my manager? That's though? Karen. 
<laughs> Becky scene. Becky is basic. She's like she could be a young person too. She's old. Oh she's yeah. Mean. Old. Becky's but, kind of a pickup because they go by Rebecca at that age. Sorry. Does it? Yeah, they would go. I'm by gonna Re- call her Rebecca just to see what happens. Oh, ooh, that sounds. Rebecca. Rebecca. <laughs> exactly like that. Um. So <laughs> that happened, and up to that point, I thought I was unstoppable. I was like, oh, I cannot be stopped in this life or the next. So I just keep riding all these like high waves, and then like that happened, and I was like, wow, like this is what getting knocked down feels like. So uh, I've been recovering from that, and I'm I'm back on the uh, the increase on the on the uptick. Um, I've been taking those. I was just telling you about it, but five HTP. I've been I I finally at a point where not only do I recognize what summer not being summer does or like the season changing does but i'm also like taking action on it mm-hmm. um so i've been taking the 5-htp in conjunction with vitamin d that's actually been helping a lot like usually winter just the first sign of fall and like a gray sky i'm like well there let's goes not, my let's, happiness let's be honest. it's usually like a white woman in a cardigan holding a pumpkin spice all of it and then you're like falls arrived yeah all of it just sends me spiraling it's like but... late august where it's like women or white women start going no go keep going white women start saying mm-hmm. I just love pumpkin spice. I just love fall. It's like, no, no, no. Hearing that wakes up my depression. The word pumpkin spice is like Manchurian candidate for my depression. <laughs> you uh, feel like the winter soldier? Yeah. <laughs> pumpkin, spices, cardigans. There is a specific outfit that all you white women wear right now. And it is the leggings, the leggings yep. with the boots. Yep. And then the fucking plaid with yeah. the black vest. Yes. Absolutely. All of you are going to be wearing that this summer. Absolutely. Or this winter. Yeah. Yep. And I'm going to be outfit. listening to Death Cab and being de- depressed. That's what you don't I have do. to do that. I, you have to in the fall. Okay. Though. See, that's we exactly what I'm talking about. I can't about name doing the how opposite. many nah. women I've dated who have that exact like look. Yeah. yeah we've or been just, there. Yeah. It's in every one of your outfits. If you're white girls, yeah. Look in your out. Look in your uh, closet. Or just look down right now. Yeah. <laughs> ah, darn it. <laughs> You guys should probably not target our demographic. No. <laughs> I just, I'm just calling it like I see it. Memes are here. I have no hate on you, white girls. I love every one of them. Every one of them. Yeah. yeah. Eddie got love for the white girls. Got love for the white oh. girls. Mm-hmm. Not just white girls. I think everybody loves white women, except nah, for I'm over men. It. Like, we, that's a different episode. Oh. Anyway, so <laughs> you got a, you got, you got happy. It, well, um, I just, I just been. Chills. I oh, I'm just trying different stuff. Like um, trying different stuff before it hits. Yeah, like I, I've been. I was trying the intermittent fasting for a little bit. I'm fucking awful at that. <laughs> Why would? Can you? So the reason behind that is, I I made this really cool connection with how, my like, I have a really weird relationship with food, um, to the point where like if I'm having a bad day, I will eat a shit ton. If I'm having like a decent day, I'll eat a shit ton, and if I'm having a good day, I'll eat a shit ton. It's like food. That's just... Well, it it's I don't know. It's just the way I've identified it. It's like it's not super healthy. Like mm. there's times where like food is my reward. Food is like my get through. Food is like, and so I just I've been trying to like isolate and break that down, and like just doing the intermittent fasting, like the times where I've actually committed to that schedule and found like an equilibrium. I was like, I'm not actually hungry. Like a lot of these times when I'm eating. I'm not actually like there's a there's a lot of times where it's like I'm just sitting down like okay I'm bored I'm gonna go in the refrigerator it's like no I'm not actually hungry or like I'm you know me and Jasmine are just hanging out I'm gonna go get some food like no I don't need that like food is just such a like social cultural thing and you know just a lot of what you eat can like affect you and I eat a lot of shitty stuff like 
like <laughs> there was just like one week where um or that's not that's not lie to the people uh the most successful I've been with the fasting so far is like I made it like two solid days of like actually sticking to it like two or three days. And what, like, is, what is it? What, what is intermittent fasting? It's uh, it is 16 hours of fasting and eight hour eating period. So four? No, well, I had money. Like I could have gotten <laughs> oh, whatever I wanted to. I just I do that involuntarily. Right Invali- like, that's what they call it. It's I'm, the ultimate I'm fasting workout. right now. Yeah. Um, I'm fasting until the 15th. <laughs> But it was just nice to, like, clean my system out and actually, like, identify, like, what is eating, like, like, after that point, I was like, what is eating a bucket of chicken going to do to my mental health? Or, like, what is, like, you know, just, like, gorging cookie, like, just seeing all these little breakdowns and nuances and how it contributes on, it's making me just take a, like, harder look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense, though. It's interesting. Food, yeah. Food plays a really big part. you replace the time that you're eating with? Uh, that was the other weird thing too is um, I don't know I just had more like energy like my a lot of my energy wasn't like tied up into like eating so like I was just or digesting I did yeah like, I, I didn't really have those so like at work I would just you know eat a shit ton during lunch like I'm talking like two super burritos and just get back after it and then I crash like big surprise my body is like working overtime to consume all this food um, and so like I just I don't know it's been kind of more creative I've, I've been putting it more into like this exercise and stuff mm-hmm. along those lines just trying to find an equilibrium in this place we call call earth <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh what else do i have um i'm going to new york this isn't a recap at this point but I'm going to new york in a few weeks for a friend's wedding and um i'm not getting married Mm, don't start with me. Don't start with me. But we're uh, we're having a layover in North Carolina, and that's where my dad's buried at. Oh. Um, and so I was. It kicked off this like, hey, you should probably like figure out well, first off where he's buried. And let me tell you, the weirdest existential thing you can have is trying to search online for where your dad's buried at when you have the same name. Oh yeah. There's a lot of just weird cognitive things. There's like, Larry Dillon buried where like. That yeah, that was fun. But you, um, you know, earlier when I talked about how when your body knows it's dead, it messes with you. Yeah, I feel like that's in that, that same, same type sort of like, like league of like. That's hmm. my name. Yeah, guys, don't name your kids after you like. Spell it different, maybe make it sound phonetically different. Ladarius something. Yeah, Ladarius for sure. Not many people get to hear their own name and like the word "dead" with it. Like Larry mm-hmm. Dillon's dead. Like yeah. it's not me, but it's like and it is. Or if you hear dead, it's like you'll be dead shortly after you've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's already one Andy Flournoy that's passed. Oh yeah. Oh, you have that same problem too. And then my father is here and he is not passed. That's good. And then I am the third one. So I'm just here. Ah. Well, I mean, once you have to tell you have to search where he's buried at, I'll get it, bro. I'm here. I pr- I hopefully won't have to search. Hopefully you're there. Oh yeah, right, I mean that's the there. alternative. Yeah. yeah, people show up to funerals. What? I don't. Not as many as you think. That's why they're. I'm gonna. It's gonna be super easy to plan. Oh. Like. Ah, that's all I got, Eddie. Did you want to <laughs> recap? Anyways. We're already at 20 minutes. We're, how are we still so bad at this? We're 15 minutes. Oh, okay, I'm rounding up. <laughs> it's our um, first segment. <laughs> I have done nothing. 
Um, that's not true. I went to Colorado, visited my friend Dustin. Shout out Dustin. He's been on the show a couple Dustin! times. Dustin! Um, ladies, I'm single and I have a toddler. He's not <laughs> Ooh! Ooh, Gaga head ass. That's the addition to season two. Um, yeah, no, shout out to my little boy. He turned three today, September 19th. For wow. birthday. He's, gang, gang. Happy he's birthday. He's a monster. Yeah, he had a great time at the zoo today. Is he a Republican or a Democrat? Um, I think he identifies as he doesn't give a shit. Oh. I think he probably So, Hulk a libertarian then? Yeah, Iron Man. He, my mom got him a fucking Captain America shield. Oh, shit. And I was like, the problem with this is this nigga's gonna throw the shit. <laughs> he's gonna try gonna to triangulate. Out. Or he's yeah, gonna... I'll <laughs> be sitting here again and get knocked out because a plastic shield bounced off the wall. Like, <laughs> training me has to catch it like yeah. that all the time. <laughs> he's in chance of the doggy park. Just there. waiting for me. <laughs> scolding. And, uh, <laughs> Avengers! He's screaming that <laughs> There's portals that start opening up in our. Dude, I'm going right out there. I'm gonna be like, bro, I don't care what fight's happening because y'all niggas are fighting. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just watching. Dog. I just need to, yeah, give me some popcorn. <laughs> but no, um, not really much happened. I tried. I applied for a job and didn't get a job, so that was trash. Oh, that um, but I'm applying for a new job. Hey, so. look at and that. Boom, boom. I have more experience now, and I'm more handsome, of course. Yes. So that'll give me the job. Um, Ladies, I can grow a full beard. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I can can confirm. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I've that's never a beer been beard. Able to do that before, so I can't. Also, I saw Endgame. I know we talked about that already, but that still was like it's still a thing. We're gonna. I want to revisit Far From Home. Yeah, we can do that. Once December hits, I'm getting the uh, Disney Plus. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. I'm going to just spend my Christmas vacation watching all 22. Or MC. 23 or whatever. That's a lot of movies. I'm going to do it. That's I a believe long you. time. I mean, huh? how much? I can watch two a day. one piece of you watch? We talked about this the other day. I did the math. Oh, one other thing. Well, after you say this, I'll say mine. I don't want to say it. You say your thing. <laughs> I've hit the max timer in Pokemon Ultra Moon. Yeah, it doesn't. You maxed out time on the video game? counting anymore. Yeah, it's 999.59. I don't like that. I have not... I think that would be my two-time game of the year winner. I've played that game a long time, and I'm 400 hours short of him. I don't like that either. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the difference between how much he and I have played that game. Jesus. Also, One Piece, I think I did the math, and I've watched like 350 hours. Can you say that higher? Eddie. Do you want me to mix you that You said more? 350 <laughs> hours. 350 hours of that show this year. This year? Since February. Oh, man, you have been sad. It's a lot. I mean, I, well, it's also because I get to watch it at work. Okay. So that e- that evens out the depression, but I was sad a lot. I mean, I watched a lot of Naruto last year. Yeah. I went through Naruto and Shippuden, like, from, like, May to September. Yeah. No, it's wild. So but he also, he didn't watch all of it, but he watched, like, a good, yeah. still, like, 400 episodes. That's I would come by and just, like, big Eddie, can you help me out and tell me what's filler and what's yeah. not? He'd literally like, oh, I'd be like, skip this, this, this. Yeah, which is a big 40 episode jumps. Can I admit something to you guys? I've never told anyone. Whenever people talk about the anime One Piece, I always, like, in my mind, picture, like, a anime show about, like, Popeye's chicken. <laughs> I know that's not... I Like, I correct it really <laughs> fast, but they just... Every time, I think... That. I don't think that's ridiculous. Thank you. Yeah. I, it's pretty I would ridiculous. watch that. I'd watch... Can I tell you one other ridiculous thing that actually happened today I forgot about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because he says it actually happened today, wait till you're in the story before you believe it. 
<laughs> no, this actually did happen today. I wish it hadn't have, but I, I don't know the events that led up to this happening, but I went to the bathroom <laughs> to to have a sit down. That's why I called taking a number two. Um, and I forgot to take off my pants before. Like, I didn't shit myself, to oh, clarify, God. but like, I almost sat down with my pants on. And I was like, Larry, what are you doing? You know how natural that feels? I felt weird. I wasn't on my phone. I just was, I, just, I forgot a step. Like, I was half squatting. I was like, did I forget to do something? Yeah. Oh, my pants are still on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you would find out quickly. <laughs> this is not it there. would be more efficient just to sit down with your pants on and just... No, it'd be have, more... like, a butt flap? No. <laughs> it'd be the most efficient just to shit where you're standing. Uh, I suppose. Yeah. But then you're still in work, in, like, your working space. Oh, you could squat. Get below it. I don't I don't want to be in that area. I just, I didn't... Well, you're not going to work for Amazon Fulfillment Centers. <laughs> Which is a real thing that um, happens to people there. Yeah, so I almost shit myself with my pants on today. That's that's where your commentators three have been at. Yeah. Um, Depression hey. and shitting yourself. <laughs> Let's be honest. You all ain't doing too much better either. Yeah, I've yeah. seen the numbers on Instagram, bitch. I've seen these depressing ass posts. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of anxiety talk. Okay. Uh, Should we actually get get on with the show or? I mean, we can we can do that. Yeah, let's. Uh, do you guys want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. All right. You want to reintroduce it so I can sing again? No. Oh. <laughs> there it is. And we're back with another episode of Colored Commentary. There it is. There it is. <laughs> All right. What do you got for us today, Larry? <laughs> uh, are we starting with mine? Yeah, we're starting with yours. Cool. All right. Let's do Facilitating. it. Facilitating. It's yeah. happening. There's my assist. Facilitate upon. Fa- he who cannot facilitate, <laughs> facilitate upon others. That's a podcast. It's like getting upset that the point guard yeah. passed the ball. <laughs> I will not let my rights to facilitate be infringed upon. I'm just trying to stir the pot. You know, it's, it's been stirred and it's boiling. Make sure you season it, too. It yeah. <laughs> I watched such a Chalo uh, thing today to Karen your <laughs> for uh, my topic I was I wanted to talk about how um, they who should not be named because they're too powerful but it rhymes with Starville um, how they're thinking about making Magneto and Professor X black men mm. um, I just think that's a fun topic yeah because there, there's just so many Whenever a character's race gets... Like, there is the aerial one. Like, whenever a character's race gets changed, everyone loses their shit. Um, and I guess I'll just come out come outright with my position. Um, it, it's kind of, like, multi-pronged, because it's me. It's never straightforward. Mm-hmm. But on the one hand, I think it's cool that they are trying to be more inclusive with the characters. But on the other hand, whenever Hollywood gets a whiff of something that can make the money, they do too much of it. And so they got a whiff of, like... Brown plus main characters equals cash flow, and so they're just doing just brown dumping, like they're like blackwashing almost characters to where it's like so just like stay with me here, I'm it's gonna make sense, but just give me a second. But it's like it's I'm down for how they're changing and trying to incorporate characters, and my whole thing is my whole like stance with that is if a character's ethnicity isn't relevant to the story then it does, it shouldn't matter what ethnicity the character is right so like Ariel is is like a, 
a Danish or something like fairy tale, but that doesn't actually show up in the movies. Like the movies strips the origin as is. So Ariel could be like Japanese and it's not going to really make a difference right. to the story. And um, it doesn't even tell the actual like, It doesn't story. tell the actual story. So like a lot of these characters that people are losing their shit for, they're losing their shit for the wrong reasons. Like, you know, and it, it, people are always like, what if like Black Panther was like white? Well, like, no, like he's literally an African like king. So that would have yeah. worked. Um, I think my thing with like X-Men is that Xavier, I don't remember Xavier's origin, but I know for sure that um, Magneto's origin, like he's Jewish, and he went through the Holocaust, so it wouldn't make sense to like change his race to anything because that's such a crucial element. Everything he does mirrors the fact that like I already went through oppression as just a regular person, and now I'm going through oppression as a mutant. Like his story layers that, you know. Um, so yeah. I yeah. But when they <clears throat> when Marvel brings in these characters are they going to be the same age as they would have been from the beginning of the X-Men and that's, or that's the thing is I don't know what they're going to do with the character yeah. but I the other part where I was going with like I don't like how Marvel just or how like just shows in general are just like blackifying these characters <laughs> is there's more than just black people you know like I feel like black people are like the poster child for minorities and like I feel like these shows feel like if we like make a black character then like all the other minorities can get behind it. I was like no like you know make a like Mexican main character or a hero like make it like an Asian one make like you know other races and ethnicities. I mean the where where I'm going with this is that most like most superheroes are Americans and that's why like they're they're um ethnicity doesn't factor in too much because they are just Americans and so I, I feel like we're getting to a point where we're just like kind of sort of recognizing black people as Americans not a great job like just sort of barely um but like at the end of the day like every person that was born here is an American whether they're Mexican or, or Japanese Chinese like, like mixed like whatever so like in theory any character that's like race doesn't factor in specifically or their background like any characters that's that's just American and that's that like you should be able to have any race or character be that and any character whose ethnicity does factor heavily then like don't change that you know because like like the way I see it is if they change Black Panther I'd be pissed I'm sure there's people that are like <coughs> Jewish that identify with like Magneto's a Jewish dude for the most part you know I'm pretty sure Magneto's Jewish so it's like if you have this very specific character who has this very specific tr struggle then like you're identifying with him you know and so I personally for him I wouldn't want to see that change just because like if there's people that are identifying with that like leave that be let that be for them like just make Lenny Kravitz <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to be <laughs> he's just black and Jewish so. <laughs> kill two birds my guy we keep it going but yeah that's that's my um that's my soapbox what do you guys think? Am I about to get ripped to shreds on recorded podcast? I don't think you're getting ripped to shreds. I just think one thing I I will say for the Marvel comics at least when they've re reintroduced characters, they've done a good job of changing the ethnicity and making it not just black. So I'll give them credit for that. Yeah. Because even Miles Morales is a he's mixed. like he's a Hispanic black kid. He's like and Dominican. I, I mean, he's not his mom is like Mexican or Puerto Rican. I think she's Puerto Rican. I think Miles is like more realistic of a representation than like especially in New York 
Yeah, because I mean, he's most people at this point are mixed with something. Right. You know, like, but like they even have a, a Korean kid become the Hulk. Yeah. Like, uh, the, like, yeah, they've actually stepped out a little bit as far as that goes when they're re-entry, like completely revamping a character. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what it would have to be if they're going to change his race. Like you said, like, I think the reason why Magneto had that origin is to, is one, because of the time the comics came out. For sure. To have the war be a part of it so people wanted to read the comics as well. And it makes it feel more real. Because they do that a lot. It's like war time, like... Iron Man coming from Vietnam as opposed to coming from Iraq. Right. He came from Iraq in our series because that's what was, that was relevant now. You know, like that type of portrayal of evil in that sense. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think, I think it's cool to revisit that, but like, I just don't see why people care at this point. Well, I I guess like, to like put what I was trying to say better is like if, like a character's like race whatever the race is is like specific to like this like Constantine's like a like he's from like England mm-hmm. you know and he like has the accent and like smokes all the time like that's always been that character it's like if you made him like Jewish or something like that just you would have to completely like revamp like he's from Liverpool like he played in a band down there like in England like it's, he's very specific like he is specifically from England he's specifically like that like there's a lot of characters where it's like doesn't really specify it's just like they're an American or like they're this you know and it's like as Americans you should be able to portray what an American looks like if a character is specific to like this is like like Thor being a blonde white dude makes sense because it's all based on Norse mythology like that makes sense to me you know so like I wouldn't want to change that because like it makes sense like typically like, I'm sure there's other people that you know different colors that come from that but like typically like this is what this is going to look like yeah it's I've thought about this a lot especially from, it came up for me with James Bond when people were like well what about Idris Elba and could he be Bond and my answer was yes right see Bond would work though because he still has that nationality but, yeah like, but even with Constantine like Constantine could be I suppose I see what you're saying a black man from Liverpool who just has all that stuff watching BBC stuff yeah like the dude who plays uh, the dude who rides the rhinos on uh, in Black Panther yeah he he is his very thick very thick English accent so I mean yeah but I agree with you Larry I I think yeah I I guess for the Constantine that was a bad example well no but if it but the point is that if it pertains to something culturally specific culturally like if, specific like if I went and casted um Zandaya and Mulan that, that would wouldn't be work because it's like I remember I was listening to a history podcast and they cast John Wayne as uh Genghis Khan yeah um it's like no you can't put jo-. and they filmed it in Utah um it's right. weird <laughs> which you know kind of you could make maybe make some argument it looks like the step yeah. but Regardless, um, it's just flat and dry. Like yeah. that's about the similarities. I guess I'm playing devil's advocate. Like technically, by my own logic here, like Blade could be a different color. Blade could be, or, or different but, sex. Honestly, like, but you could, he, I think here's the like for meta. Like he's a like black hero for us, but like in story, that doesn't like that doesn't really factor in all that much. Like he's not like a Luke Cage where it's like he's doing this yeah, for he's, Harlem. He's yeah, just, he's, he's fighting vampires. He's from there. 
He's fighting vampires. You know, I think that I keep thinking of Mike's here. Um, <laughs> I, I'm of the opinion, that, like in a situation like, like you brought up, like the Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just racism. Why people are upset? They didn't want to see a brown girl. They wanted to see, you know, a redhead, a busty redhead. Yeah. Well, Fish person. Just like remember when that one, uh, the Harry Potter and the first child racism play. That yeah, they were upset. Hermione. They cast Hermione as a black woman, and then J.K. Rowling comes out and is like, reading the text that I said, I never said that she was just a white person. So why is it, yeah, upsetting that she could be any? She can be any type of nationality. Yeah, yeah. I mean Harry's the same way. Right. Ron. I mean, it's clearly that Ron's going to have red hair because it's a. Weasley thing in Freckles, yeah. So he's probably always going to be white. And they describe James's dad or the Harry's dad, and that he's like what he looks like. So you do know that Harry's a white guy. Yeah, but you could even change Harry. Mm-hmm. Like there's a comic I read. There's a little fan comic where they made Harry Indian. Oh, I was cool. like, that makes sense. Like he's, you know, big influence with England, and I think that's the other part of like, does that fix for context for Magneto? This is why I started grinning. You could make an argument for a brown skin one because, um, I mean, one, Judaism's a religion, but because there were black people there and were. brown people, but it wasn't like, the reason why it wasn't the focus is like certainly like the Jewish suffering They got was, the biggest brunt of it. And there wasn't that many black people there. Right. Um, I, if they did go that route, I would say maybe they did something like when Rommel invades North Africa and then he's like a victim of Nazi oppression there but even then I like that would be a stretch I I just kind of I feel like you're like tonal in at that point it's gonna get really dark but like that's kind of like their thing I don't want to like encroach on that as awful as that sounds like what do you mean well like like the Holocaust like that's their like that's like a Jewish thing and I don't want to be like this like black people had it well, bad too during the hog like I'm sure we did and I know like gays were persecuted too but like just like the numbers like there was a one group that had it way worse in terms of who got it the Russians then if you're talking about who got the most of German oppression was Russian civilians but really yeah oh well then Magneto could be Russian then I mean he could um but that'd be sick actually yeah. I didn't know I wanted that until now yeah <laughs> but really but really at the core of that character then is he just has to be somebody who had some sort of oppression, really? Yeah, Magneto has to be forced to an extreme. It's not. It's not individualized though. The Holocaust works so well. Okay, do not take that out of context. Oh, I but will. The Holocaust works so well for that character because he sees the worst of humanity on such a grandiose scale, and he sees that same like in his eyes, he's still in survival mode. Like who wouldn't be? He survived the Holocaust. It's not. So it, he sees that in humanity. It's like, not the worst of humanity because that goes with a lot of characters. I think the specific part is that. It was mechanized, bureaucratic cruelty. Well, that's what he sees with the government and humans towards mutants, and that's why he's so militant this time around. Yeah, he's like, I'm not letting this happen. But that's different than, like, uh, Killmonger's big, like, outrage, which is, like, the systematic racism. Right. But he didn't have, like, you know, a factory designed to kill people right. experience. But, no, but you're right, though. That's critical so, to Magneto. Like, you would have to have some other jump up to where it's like people like you would have to have some other type of like genocide or something along those lines where people are just systematically but that is that's that's a mark of a genocide to get not to get too dark but like every let's color commentary what'd you expect i should correct myself they actually have this criteria by the un um i think we're like in stage three right now um 
uh, the genocide scale. The oh, risk yeah. of genocide. I have seen that. Um, I'd have to go and check, but it, but all of it's organized and everything. Like in Rwanda, they were giving people machetes and you know organizing, you know, death yeah. squads. Same thing with that kind of thing in El Salvador. Right. Anyways, <laughs> I swear I'm gonna have a much more optimistic. Um, <laughs> topic later on my last thing on this would be <clears throat> the thing that Ryan usually says you were nitpicking something about mutants about that a man who a man powers. named Magneto who can let who can control any metal yes he can pull the metal out of your body out of your bloodstream and kill you if you have it. enough iron yes <laughs> you ate a lot of steaks before you met up with iron it. deficient boy but like the thing like at the end of the day that a couple things. It's somebody's interpretation of the story that was already told. Isn't so it? Yeah, they can adaptation. tell it exactly how they want to tell it, and you just shut your mouth and watch. If you're paying money to see it, go watch it then. All right. You know what? I won't be upset about Joker because I don't plan on seeing. Joker. Yeah, exactly. Same. I'm not gonna go I've, trash it. I actually kind of want to see it because I keep hearing it's gonna. It's actually a good movie. But if you came back and you're like, "Hey, Joker's really good. Give them a break," I'd be like, "Okay." And then I'd probably be like, yeah, well, I would, right. I would be like, still for you, watch it when you can watch it on a DVD. I'm not going to tell you to go watch the movie in theaters. Yeah, yeah. but I'm also not going to be in the internet and be like, I can't believe yeah. this one <laughs> online petitions like are a joke. But I will never get on Instagram and start being mad at Joaquin Phoenix. I'm yeah. sure he worked very hard for that role. Right. Either way, I just... If they're black, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Just make a good movie if you're going to make the X-Men. Make it good. That should be your focus, not who the race of the people are. But can I... Well, I, I, I made a post about this on Facebook, but I people always... Whenever, like, races change for characters, people are always like, stop injecting, like, your, like, PC politics into it and, like, whatever. There's, like, there's literally a character named Captain America. And you yeah. guys, like, don't even bat an eye at that. Like, he's literally the embodiment of someone's politics and like ideals <laughs> yeah but like if Magneto's brown or whatever then it's what does like, he look like too white dude yeah he looks like no he's not Chris Evans he looks like us yeah yeah. yeah now he does yeah he does for the time being <laughs> that's like, okay people see that and they're like oh this is Paul like comics have always been politics that's what they've always been rooted in they've always been rooted in these types of discussions we're having that's why they like that's what make makes the X-Men X-Men, like, that's where these parallels... There's not coincidence that, like, X-Men are oppressed. Like, there's a direct <laughs> allegory to our parallel, like, to our real world, you know? There's not there's not a surprise that, like, an illegal alien terrifies half the population and, like, frightens a billionaire into trying to kill him all the time, like Luther and Superman. Like, yeah. That narrative has been there, and we've living also, it. Also, Superman could definitely be black, because Krypton's a big place. I would, stay, I would assume that they would have people closer to the equator who would have like there's brown skin kryptons I suppose yeah, like logistically it, it's a planet like like but I mean I think what Eddie said we gotta remember too like when people get this outraged about it it's about them being upset at a multi-billion company is picking like this yeah yeah I, I man like for what Captain America is He's like the one character where it makes sense that he, if they, like you're an American, then literally any race could be Captain America because that's what he is. He's the embodiment of America, and like every color embodies America. Well, I think that's the part that I mean, if you want to say on the nose about it for the portal scene, of like to me, I was like, this is what is supposed to be like the ideal America of literally leading the charge against the ultimate evil, yeah. but with like 
everybody. Right. Like, every color, race, literally every race. And that's what species. made Cap so special is that Cap could rally everybody. Mm-hmm. He had a raccoon say to him, Paul Rudd, that's a pretty good speech. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's pretty good. Like that's that's like America yeah. at its best, convincing right. raccoons to go time travel. <laughs> well, that's season two for me. We'll see you guys in there. four months. <laughs> yeah. You want to take us on, Ryan? Yeah, I think uh, the journey I mentioned earlier. Now, and like I, I feel all inspired now because I'm thinking about Cap. I love that second. Get after too. it. Is <laughs> that? So, at, when I was recovering from my heart surgery, I made it a point to, like, really use the drugs to my advantage. The, um, Oxycontin or Oxycontin. Do you have any left? No, I do not. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, but I thought of taking a different approach where I was like, what's happened if I really dive into those really harsh, scary feelings that I'm like most petrified of, Mm-mm. but I have this narcotic that will numb part of that so I can explore safely. Okay. It was like a hazmat suit. <laughs> now, I'm sure a lot of people have thought the same thing because you can only, I was like, but I could only do this for a few days. <laughs> um, <'cause laughs> I like the, this game. Because the issue is that you can't keep getting refills to deal with your emotions because then you have a different issue. Can you still get refills? No. They're. Oh. They're very strict on it, especially here. Yeah, they tried to send me getting those type of narcotics. They tried to send me home with, uh, in, with like an Advil. Counter Advil. Oh, that's trash. And they cut me open that. And anyways, it hurts. Yeah, I feel my heart beating. Opiates, man. Yeah. So, but I dove in there and I was thinking a lot about, you know, just my general sense and how I've been feeling, mm-hmm. and I realized that I've spent five years of my life, like. Mostly despising myself. That's not good. And I was like, that's a long time. Like, you know. It's longer than I've known you. Yeah, that's a. Well, you've known me for 10 years. I've known you in high school. Yes. <laughs> and then after, yeah. But. Same, good time. Or, um. <coughs> how do I put it? That's a sixth of my life that I've spent, and longer than that, because I wasn't conscious for large parts when I was, you know, obviously when I was a kid. Right. And I was like, that's a lot of time I wasted self-loathing. And then I thought about part of, like, where I really started diving into was, like, why did I feel that certain times in my life were, like, ideal? And there's certain, like, memories that would make me feel really warm, but it was almost like Lotus Land out of the uh, Odyssey. I remember that. I, that I remember watching that movie. Yeah, and... I and reading about it. Yeah, I was sad to read that book. <laughs> and so I found myself thinking, why are these these places I want to revisit? And I those places I thought about, like for me, is it certain years, like twenty sixteen? Um, Dude, summer twenty sixteen is like expert. Like everybody thinks that that time was the greatest time of their lives. Yeah, like for me, I like at that time I was like, I have money, I'm in love, you know. I'm gonna start a job at Amazon soon. Like, I you know I thought I was on cloud nine, and like I I had arrived. I, you know, had the the picture perfect thing, and, you know, that's not how life works. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that those times that I really enjoyed was when I had a lot of hope, in that. But because of like you know various sufferings throughout my life and trials and tribulations, 
hope became a curse word for me. Like, I would oh. think that you're almost foolish for saying hopeful. And I even thought about, as I was listening to episodes, you know, last season, and I was like, man, I've really gotten not quite cynical and pessimistic, but very close there. I, I didn't despair, but I definitely, like, lost that optimism. And because I was like, that's foolish. Like, I, I had hope once, and then look what that got me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but then I thought, like, no, I want to have hope. Like, I don't think it's foolish. Like, I'm not naive. Right. But if I can opt between working towards something better for myself and and just being hopeful that it's going to get better and that it is getting better, even if there's setbacks, or that I can manage it if it doesn't work, versus just being the smartest cynic in the room, which, you know, equals to zero, because you don't do anything when you're cynical. Um, So I found myself just really, once again, inspired and hopeful, but in a way that doesn't have, like, the magical, naive feeling. Like, for me, I'm like, okay, for me to improve my situation, um, it means going to work every day. Mm. Suffer, like... Like, example, I got to work overtime on Saturday. I was pissed off when I got told that. And I get, but then I was like, Ryan, you can survive four hours on a Saturday. That's not bad. No. I was like, even if it's eight hours on a Saturday, you can survive Overtime money. Money, Money's good. You literally had heart surgery. You can, you can handle this stuff. (laughs) Like, this is not the hard stuff. But then... But then that's the part where I was like, you could have hope for yourself. I don't want to get too much into pastor talk. Um, we can. I'm, but you got the mic. <laughs> but I think that when we get older, you know, when we well, now that we're on the precipice of thirty, you know, we find ourselves really burnt out and frustrated by the dreams we pursued as teenagers or you know, younger adults. Hmm. And even six months ago. Yeah, I mean, and but those setbacks, I've, I've, I spent so much time thinking I was alone in my suffering, and every single person who I'm close to and I call a friend in my life, has had major setbacks in their twenty-five to thirty, and for me, I'm like, this is probably just normal, you know, maybe like in my case it was a layoff, and then, you know, some other like medical stuff and relationships not working out. But for other people, you know, it might have been an addiction. It might have been finding out this thing you spent $50,000 on you hate doing. Right. Um, and we all have that shame and failure. But then I'm like, why? We tried it. We did it. We didn't like it. But you did it. Yeah. And then I can have hope to do something else. So that's my... I, like I said, it was going to be more positive. That but, is positive. I but mean... I'm hopeful. I don't know why. Like, my day isn't... like my lot in life is not that different from the beginning of the month to right now but I'm just genuinely hopeful and I want to hold on to that even when it's hard because that's and I think the last part because I do want to hear what you what you're going to say is that I think like the most cynical of us who we talk to about it I feel like that they're also scared of hoping they're also scared of being hurt and disappointed but if you can persevere through that, even if it doesn't work out, you know, at least to me, I'm like, that's going to say a lot about my own character. Yeah. Even if it's not where I plan on being, 
or I don't have the life I thought I was going to. So that's that's where I'm at. That's good. That's that's growth. So, <clears throat> what exactly is your topic then? My topic is why are we afraid to hope, and when was the last time you really felt excited and hopeful? Um, it, it's just kind of maybe just a broader conversation or soapbox about what does that word mean to you? Because to me, it meant a lot of shame and being foolish and naive. And now I'm trying to rewrite that as like, no, there's a lot of strength in being hopeful, but I need to rewrite that for myself. I think hope just looks different after something shitty happens. Mm -hmm. Like, and maybe it's harder to look at it after that happens, but I think it just looks, it's like you had to take a little bit of time to find it for yourself, basically. Like, and the worse something happens, the harder it is to see it again. But I don't. I think it's like human nature to keep hoping. If you stop hoping, then like I feel like what's left? Not to go into that, but like I feel like people don't live anymore after that. But there, but aren't there a lot of people who, and not not just like in a physiological sense, but their souls are dead. Like they might be alive for twenty or thirty years, but they are husk of themselves. Right. And that's the part where I agree with you. If you let that go, you you're no longer engaged with your existence. Fortunately, you can resurrect an existential issue. You just can't resurrect a physiological issue. Yeah. I also, it looks different for me because I don't have, even at my worst, I don't have anything to, if I don't have anything to live for, I always have a chance. So mm-hmm. ever you since, always have hope for him. Yeah, ever since 2016, I have to do whatever is best for him if I'm not going to do it, what's best for me. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't what's best for him what's best for you or? exactly and that's what I've kind of realized over. like the you past. have to be at your best to be the best for him yeah like I've I, one thing that I, I did is I, I stopped compromising the way I feel about certain things that happened with right. this past relationship and like also I'm not grow gonna your beard. Look, well yeah I definitely grow my beard because <laughs> I look savage with it um, <laughs> but, um, like like I'm not gonna compromise how I feel just to make sure that everybody feels happy about the situation because that's also me not being who I am and sure. then ultimately that's my son not seeing who I am I, mean, I, I you can do it without being an asshole but like that helps but like I'm not gonna also put myself in a situation that is hurting me and act like it's okay to show my son that that's something how that you should do treat, treat it or teach him those mannerisms yeah because if he can clearly see that I mean children like, aren't stupid that's they can sad clearly but tell. he's pretending he's not why yeah like he can see if I'm like he always asks me like dad are you mad like are you happy right now he, that's his thing he asks me are you happy and sometimes I feel sad when he asks me that because I'm like I don't want you to think you have to ask me that but most of the time he's checking to make sure I'm not mad at him mm-hmm. that's really because he was like he might be like going into something like yeah, he's like you happy dad and I'm like yeah I'm I'm always happy with uh, when I'm with you, but like you're good. To your point about um, kids being smart, here's my favorite thing about any kid, but right now I've seen it with Chance. Chance will be told something by Eddie, but I don't think he realizes that I can hear what Eddie's saying. So he'll tell Eddie not to do so, or he'll, Eddie will tell him not to do something. Then Chance will like come out into the family room. Mm-hmm. I think this is what happened before. And then walked into an area you specifically said don't go into. Mm-hmm. But he's like, well, Uncle Ryan's out here and he hasn't heard. So the rules don't apply if I just go to a different room. Right. Like, <laughs> Also, children are just very self-serving. Yes. And think that, and they're manipulative. Yeah. I mean, because they're 
their kids. You know, yeah. They don't have any... They can't get a job, so they have to mess with your emotions. They're the worst of us. No they're, offense. No, they are the worst. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, they're cute. Yeah, yeah. So Some of them. I um, unfortunately... Yeah, you got my, lucky. My kid's cute. There's a couple other you out, pe- out here that maybe listen to this. You have cute kids. Some of you might not have cute kids. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we're not dumb. I won't. I won't say anything about it. You'll never know who it is. So. Yeah. If your kid, you might. Like a, if you ask me, you probably know who your kid is. If your kid looked like a mutant, I'd be like, he could just be a uh, Magneto for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give him that big old helmet. Yeah. Just I'll cover that up. Ju- I'll give him the juggernaut. <laughs> cover up his thoughts and all of that. Cover up his thoughts. <laughs> yeah, we and his thoughts are ugly. I wonder how, how Magneto deals with the helmet here. I don't. He has more pressing issues. Yeah. His best friend being able to control his mind. Yeah. Now I think about it, you know how like fucking scary it'd be to fight Xavier. Terrifying. Or even for Magneto, if you're not quite sure if the helmet's actually working. Yeah. Well, he has a like. Oh, are you saying like the mechanics of the helmet? Yeah, like it never works. And Xavier's just like, dude, I've just, been, I've just been giving you a false sense of security. Like, yeah, this you think a gonna stop me? He's like putting on. He's like, you're sure this is gonna work? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, never. The John off. him. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Xavier, I feel like could have figured out how to get through. If he really wanted to. This thick of. It's fucking starts shaking his head. Yeah. Well, he controls a thing that can cerebro. Yeah, it's cerebro can can talk, go into anybody's brain. So if he focused that power on just Magneto, or just sure. like have Scarlet Witch just move it into like, because Magneto has to have a place where he goes to sleep and puts his stuff like anybody else. No, nah, he probably just leaves it on like a psychopath at all yeah. times. Like, I, I always keep the strap on me. <laughs> I always got my helmet on. Actually, he probably does. Yeah, he I, probably would does. you take that helmet off? Or, ever? Actually, he probably has like a room set up. Yeah, I was going to say, he probably has stuff set up so that he can't. The helmet stays on during sex. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the one time you, like, Xavier's like, I'm going to make you the minute man. <laughs> that's, a, that's a power move. That's not a, that's not a. <laughs> <Da-da-da-da>. <laughs> Fucking all night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. We're we're actually gonna go close on time because I am gonna make a commitment to sleep the extra hours I need to. Trash. That's I know, but I'm excited for season two. Yeah. Yeah, we're sophomores now. It's good to be back. I didn't have a topic, but that's okay because I didn't want one. I was gonna just kind of feel out how. I this felt you. Going, so. Yeah. I felt your energy. You coasted yeah. it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're See, good. like we're sophomores, first day of class. And this nigga didn't bring a pen to class. No, I brought pens. I or no paper. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna steal a song title for our, uh, for this episode. Mm. And because you said sophomore, uh, it'll be a sophomore slump or comeback kid. Ah. <laughs> Season two of Color Commentary. <laughs> we'll see. Anything else before we sign off? Color. Color. I'm not singing for you white Color. people. I'm not dancing. You have to entertain them to get money. No. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a knee while y'all are doing this. <laughs> I piss Eddie off when I knee. It's he knees during the National Anthem in video games. It's a podcast. It's not going to see you kneel. Yeah. I've seen, but I've also seen niggas in 2K put their hand behind their back with their controller. I like that. And stand I up like that. I appreciate that's that. Kind of, that's respect to the game. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you got anything, Larry? Pavilion City Dylan? I mean, we we really out here now. We out here, we're recording. Check us out on Thursdays. We're about to be back on Facebook, Twitter, all of that. He gave you a Pokemon town. 
Oh, he did? I didn't Larry know. Larry Viridian Dylan? I don't know Pokemon. I don't no, play 999,000 hours. I've, I've played how many that. hours he's played. Cause yeah, because it's not counting. <laughs> You've played more Pokemon than you probably had human interactions. That's no, that's not true. I talked to a lot of people. <laughs> oh, that, I'm the captain. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's why I feel with Eddie most of the time. Like you're in charge. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's all I got. I'm, I'm done. I'm ready to go home now. Eddie. Um. Uh, you, ladies. Yeah, y'all already know about my baby. Um, y'all know about my beard. And come on, hit a nigga up already, because I'm getting <laughs> sick and tired of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really. We'll go smoke weed, so uh, fuck y'all niggas. All right, peace. peace. <laughs>